Our theme for the month of January is possibility, which is a is a theme I just kind of personally love. You may notice, by the way, I'm smiling. <laughs> that I just, I think it's a wonderful thing too, particularly at the beginning of the year. When we make or refuse to make or even consider our New Year's resolutions, we are actually opening our hearts to a universe of possibility. And that's what I wanna talk with you about this morning, possibilities that change us and change our world. So I'm going to invite you today, this is a little preview, I'm going to invite you today to listen for yes instead of hearing no. Our opening words today come from my colleague Linda Susan Ulrich and she writes, open up the doors to possibility. Open up the doors push on looming wooden arches embroidered with ironwork, brace shoulders against the weight of history, unmoved. Slough off the musty smell of unused joy and stored up sorrow. Knock the rust off the hinges if you have to. And let your breath precede you inside. Now open the doors more. Make room for a shaft of sunlight to cross the threshold. Gift the, give the dust motes something to dance about. Peek through a single slice of possibility and name even the half-hidden truths you see. Now open the doors wider still and pour yourself through the gap. Strut or sneak or sidle whatever suits you best. Cleanse whatever scrapes catch your skin and bind up the wounds that keep you from entering whole. Now open the doors as far as they will go. Draw on the strength of the ground beneath you. Ground yourself in a firm sense of who you are. And stand as a beacon, welcoming the next seeker and shine far beyond the entryway. Open all that you are. Heighten, deepen your connections to the world around you and broaden your definition of neighbor. Grow into the largest target for grace that you can muster and pray to become a gateway for even greater love and compassion. Let's open up the doors, my friends. Come, come, whoever you are, with your hurts, your imperfections, your places that feel raw and exposed. Come, come, whoever you are, with your strengths the world shudders to hold with your wild imaginings of a better world, with your hopes that it seems no one wants to hear. We will make a place for you. We will build a home together. God says yes to me. I asked God if it was okay to be melodramatic. She said yes. <laughs> I asked her if it was okay to be short. And she said, it sure is. 
I asked her if I could wear nail polish or not wear nail polish. And she said, honey, she calls me that sometimes. She said, you can do exactly what you want to. Thanks, God, I said. Is it even okay if I don't paragraph my letters? Sweet cakes, God said. Who knows where she picked that up? What I'm telling you is yes, yes, yes. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> so the truth is, I have trouble sometimes hearing yes. Maybe, maybe you do too. I have trouble hearing yes because I learned a long time ago how to hear no. Even from myself. Sometimes I'm the first one to say no to myself. So as I shared with you earlier this morning, I, I, I want us to start off the new year together by practicing this idea of hearing yes. So in this moment, just imagine what it might be like to hear yes. And as you imagine, and as I hope you will continue to practice, be mindful of all those yes but ideas. Anybody have one besides me? Oh, come on, be honest. Thank you. <laughs> yes, but. Yes, but it's not good to hear yes all the time. Yes, but that's not the way the world works. Yes, but if all you hear is yes, you won't keep yourself safe. Yes, but what if I told my children yes all the time? Just hear those thoughts and just gently tell them you can come back later. Come back tomorrow. Come back after Sunday dinner. Come back in 2020. Depending on how, you know, brash you feel. What would it be like? What would it be like to hear yes? What if you and I lived our lives every minute of the day from the possibilities instead of the limitations? What if instead of hearing the no and expecting the no or that most fiendish of spiritual enemies, the not now, the not now I'm not ready, what would it take to hear yes? And how do we make that mental shift? It was almost exactly a year ago that you and I said yes to one another. We made, we made astounding and profound promises to one another. 
We promise to speak the truth in love and to listen to one another and to listen to the truth in love. We promise to hold one another in compassion and accountability. We promise to share each other's concerns. We we promise to share ministry together and to deepen our understanding of what that is. Sometimes it's good to review our resounding yeses, isn't it? And to say, yes, there is much to celebrate. There's much to be grateful for. Even in all those moments that have been difficult, or does she really want to run the popcorn machine today? We'll get to that later. There's a power in hearing the yes. And I remain, if, if, if anything, more deeply committed. Because now it's not theory anymore, is it? It's real. It's real. I spent years of my life not hearing the yes to enter ministry. Any of you have a yes you've worked hard not to hear? Oh, oh no, not now. Oh, no, I'm not ready. Oh, no, I'll never be good enough. Oh, no, I'm too old. Some of you don't have that problem, but I do. But I can't imagine my life. I can't imagine what my life would be like if I hadn't heard that yes. You all would be fine. I wouldn't be. Right? So I want, you to, I want you to start carving out a space for those yeses. I want you to think back as, as I was reflecting on, on all of this. I was, I was thinking back... Um, to how much I always loved the beginning of the school year. Now, I know not everybody shares this, this experience, but I, I loved going back to school because I loved school because I was and remain a total school nerd. And the, the notebooks that had all those clean pages in them, right? Nothing, nothing to screw it up. The, the, the pencil cases that I could sharpen the pencils and they were all like perfect and the erasers weren't all gross and... It just, every page was possibility of something wonderful happening. You know, whether it was dinosaurs in the second grade or Algebra 2, God help me, in, the, in, in high school. And then that feeling would last, I don't know, maybe a week and a half, <laughs> if I was lucky, Right? And before that week and a half was up, all, the, all of those people who could potentially be my friends and companions and allies, well, we had all separated into little school tribes, right? You know, back in, back in the day, it was the popular kids. It was the, the, the girls who were the, the ringleaders, and it was the smart-ass kids who cowered in a corner, And it was the kids who came from poverty. 
or the children of color. And it was a battle to find the group where one would fit in because God had started saying no and had started saying, be careful. This is about survival, not about possibility. When did you learn to hear no? Was it the day that the teacher handed back that homework assignment that, and I'm, I'm not picking on teachers because y'all are, so many of you are, I know are dedicated teachers. But was it the day that assignment came back that you had just worked so hard on and your, pencil, your hands had been just gripping that pencil and maybe even your tongue was hanging out the side of your face and you turned it in and it came back with red all over it? And maybe some comment like, you can do better. All that, no. No, you're not good enough. No, I'll never get it. No, I'm not good in math. I'm not good in science. So I'm going to take a leap. And those of you who know more than I do, I'm sure will correct me after the service. But I want to bring in actually some ideas that have shaped our faith and that, I've, that I think can shape our worldview in terms of hearing yes. You know our seventh principle where we affirm and promote the interconnected web of all existence? Where instead of believing that we are all isolated, lonely, finite individuals battling for survival and battling for a place in the social order. Instead of that, we actually recognize that we are, whether we like it or not, deeply and intimately connected, not only to one another, but to everything else in creation. We are connected to the vigilante who rides along the border with weapons to pick off undocum undocumented migrants, and we are equally connected to those who are choosing to save lives. And we are connected to the children who are sick in the custody of our government officials, and we are connected to the officials who make that policy. And we are connected to the warming oceans and we are connected to the incredible beauty of this earth. We're connected to all of it. Not just the parts we like or the parts we appreciated. It's all a dance. Quantum physics, I read up on this this week, which makes me a non-expert. Just... Um, just, just saying. But it's a revolutionary worldview. I've been reading the work of a psychotherapist named Mel Schwartz, and I'll, if you're interested, I'll give you the name of, of this particular book later. But he was having a life crisis because he was uh, recently divorced, and his children were spending this particular length of time with their mother. And he was so lonely. He couldn't stand it. He could not stand it. 
and he didn't know what to do. Someone experienced in treating the mental and emotional pain of others didn't know what to do. And for some reason, he probably turned on you know, the public broadcasting network, who knows. But he started reading about this idea, the same idea that informs our seventh principle, that we are, in fact, in a universe that is infinite possibilities. That these notions that had limited his thinking and that had limited his feelings about himself were holding him back. And he had one of those light bulb moments. So he started writing about what it would be like to hear yes. Instead of one homework assignment, which might have been graded by someone who was in physical pain or someone who was having a bad day or someone who genuinely wanted you to succeed, we don't know. Instead of having that be a determining, defining moment for a life, that we can turn to possibilities. We can say, I hear you, no. But I'm moving on. So dear ones, you can pursue this invitation or accept this invitation, if you like, to practice listening for yes in your life. But I want all of us as a religious community to listen together for our yes or yeses. What will those yeses be in the coming year? What are we saying no to? Maybe even without realizing it. And what do we want to say yes to? So if I were a cartoonist, I would be able to draw little thought bubbles above everybody's head, right? I see a yes. I see a yes. I see a yes. Because I do. I see infinite possibilities, not just in this faith community, but in all faith communities. We were talking before the service about how more and more congregations are, are exploring sanctuary and moving forward with all kinds of work for justice. I see yes. I see yes to deepening our collective spiritual growth. I see yes to deepening and doubling down on our promises to one another. I see yes to the challenging work of standing up to systemic racism and hate in love. Not just in anger. I see yes to continuing to spread our influence and our relationships beyond the walls of this building and continuing to build because they're already here, but continuing to explore and deepen partnerships 
within this community and beyond. I see yes to not limiting, not limiting what this community could or should be. If I asked you, why couldn't this congregation have a thousand members? What would you say to me? Besides, ah! (laughs) 5,000. Now you know I'm messing with you, right? There's one in every crowd. And in UU congregations, there are usually 20 of them. (laughs) Bring it on, dudes. (laughs) I want you to practice hearing yes. Not that it has to be a do-or-die goal. I'm not saying, oh, this has to be, we're no good unless there are 5,000. That's not the point. The point is not limiting ourselves before we start. The point is dreaming big and dreaming with open hearts and doing the work that we need to do as individuals to understand ourselves and then doing the work of keeping promises and promising big because we will fail. But so what? So what? I heard yes, as I shared with you, late in the fall, when the Unitarian Universalist Association sent out an invitation for Spanish-speaking ministers to accompany the migrant caravan to the border. As it turned out, that particular form of support was not needed. But as I've shared with you, I will go to the border on or about January 21st And I will work in solidarity with and in partnership with an organization called Al Otro Lado on the other side, which has presence both in San Diego and in Tijuana. And I'm very excited about being able to serve. Although I have, every time I say yes to something big, it feels like my heart's not going to stop pounding ever. Right? Saying yes isn't always easy. But when I shared this, some of you have heard this, and forgive me if I repeat, if I repeat myself, but when I shared this with one of my colleagues, she took this scarf from around her neck. And she put it around mine. And she said, take me with you. So my invitation, my closing invitation to all of you today is this. Some of you have already written messages on this beautiful scarf, which I think is kind of a UU scarf, isn't it? I invite you after the service, and we'll have the opportunity every Sunday until I go, to come forward, write your name, write your message of encouragement, of compassion, and support. 
that the people I meet and that I have the opportunity to minister to and be with and accompany and listen to, that they would know that there are people far away in Harford County, Maryland, who are thinking about them and praying for them and praying for peace and praying for health and praying for justice. Right up here, we even have a good tablecloth so that the Sharpies don't ruin everything. <laughs> Sweet cakes. Say it with me. Yes. 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 Amen. Ashe. And blessed be. As you leave here today, having gathered peace and love and companionship and spirit. I invite, I invite you to make a, a corner of your heart and mind a space to always listen for yes. Amen. <laughs>